Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Selmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, socially distancing from home, along with the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 74. We thank you for being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And don't forget the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic in Mansfield remains low but stubborn. Early voting for two local races has begun. Downtown business grants to honoring a nonprofit. We cover it all with a moment with the mayor. City announces a park overhaul and a brand new park. Need a job? A virtual job fair is coming soon. Like my head, there are some things that are so hard that they require special tools to drill through them. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll talk about one of those in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Reporter Dennis Webb waxes philosophically about science. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, we'll be talking about a New Orleans classic. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve concludes his talk with Mansfield native Rick Wilson. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area, and when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years' experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Did you know Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, Soil provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Do you hope to become a journalist, copywriter, or English teacher? Learn more about the Department of English at Southwestern Adventist University at swau.edu. Hey, business owners. Have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817-913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. 
Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hello, this is Mayor Michael Evans, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. The COVID-19 epidemic spread is stubbornly still here in Mansfield, just at a low level. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Monday, May 24th, Tarrant County reported that 7,388 Mansfieldians had caught the virus, 7,175 had recovered, and 140 had died from the virus since the start over a year ago. We had 17 new cases this past week, a significant decrease from the week before. This number has been up and down since the middle of April, suggesting a stubborn plateau. The county estimates we now have about 224 active cases in Mansfield, about the same as the previous two weeks. We had one new death from COVID-19 in Mansfield this past week. Mansfield ISD reports 10 cases among students and one among staff, lowest number since MISD started reporting back in August. This past week, Tarrant County reported that 40% of Mansfield citizens had received at least one immunization compared to 29% countywide. This is progress, but a long way to go to get to immunized herd immunity. Most of Tarrant County's countywide epidemic indicators are flat or slightly decreasing. Hospitalizations remain flat, and a big decrease in weekly fatalities, 10 citizens last week, suggests a stubborn plateau, though still a very low level of epidemic spread compared to January. Another county indicator, R sub T, has decreased to 0.83, meaning for every 100 people that the county knows to be infected, they expect them to infect 83 other people. Another indication of stubborn epidemic. Our county judge, Glenn Whitley, encourages all citizens to register to get the vaccination. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. The race for two Mansfield ISD School Board of Trustees seats has begun as early voting for the runoff election opened on Monday. Qualified voters will have the option to elect Yolanda McPherson or incumbent Desiree Thomas for place two, as well as Corinne Fiagami or Keja Valdez-Farrar for place four. Early voting runs daily through June 1st, with the exception of Monday, May 31st, which is Memorial Day. The hours of operation vary, so be sure to check your local voting location before you head out to the polls. If you miss the early voting deadline, you will be given one final chance to cast your ballot on Election Day, Saturday, June 5th, between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening, and here in the studio, we must say the following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We welcome... Mayor Michael Evans to the studio. Welcome, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? I am doing outstanding. It is a... uh it's a beautiful day. It's good to see the sun out and not raining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? The rain is good as well. We need a little rain every now and then. That's so right. It's I, all right. I've not run my sprinklers the entire 2021. I'm it's, right in there with you. I've saved a lot of money myself. Yeah. Let's talk about what took place at the city council meeting on Monday night. We started out uh, honoring a nonprofit, one of my favorite nonprofits here in Mansfield. Talk about uh, the Hymn Center. Yes. On last night, we had the opportunity to uh, honor uh, Harvesting in Mansfield 
Memorial Center. They received an award, uh, their President's Volunteer Service Award uh, for service hours served in 2019 and 2020. Uh, who can say, you know, anything bad about the great work uh, that takes place at the HIM uh, Center? Uh, Greg and, and that entire uh, group, Greg DeBrew, and uh, just, just that entire group of people are precious hearts. They see to it that uh, individuals in our city are food secure, and um, they're feeding everybody. I mean, they, they help uh, the Bethlehem Baptist Church, who has a food pantry on uh, Wednesday. We give out groceries. They, they help uh, Common Ground. You just name it. Uh, their hearts are, are big, and um, you know what? They deserve all of that credit and even more. They're just a humble group of people. New council members were sworn in. Well, not new. They're incumbents. But uh, the council members were sworn in. Yes, we do have uh, new council members. And also, let, let me, you know, I forgot to make mention of this, but the Mansfield Citizens Police Academy, their alumni association, uh, donated $10,000 to the Hem Center. So uh, there were a lot of smiles on, on last night. And uh, by the time uh, we got to our, our newly reelected council members, I'll tell you, it wasn't hard for us to say cheese because we, we, were, we were all happy with what took place. So, yes, had the opportunity to uh, swear in uh, Mike Lehman, uh, Casey Lewis, and Julie Short. And um, also we have a new mayor pro tem, and that is uh, Mr. Todd uh, Tenora. So uh, the team is the Together, the community has has picked out uh, its all stars, and and here we go. We're working uh, for the folks. A little rearranging in the planning department took place on Monday night. Uh, let's talk about that. Yes, we were introduced to uh, our new planning staff. Uh, first, the assistant planning director is going to be Mr. Artie Whedon Rodriguez, and the director of planning will be uh, Mr. Jason Alexander. And uh, I want to uh, just uh, give a great word of thanks to uh, Joe Smolinski and his entire staff. I, I think that uh, they've picked some winners uh, for uh, the city citizens, the residents in Mansfield. You know, one thing that I can say about that team, and really they are carrying forward a legacy uh, started uh, by Clayton Chandler and that team, and, and I love the way that the handoff has taken place. We have a group of visionaries, and uh, it's exciting. It is really exciting to sit around that table and think about the great things that are, are coming up, you know, the downtown area. I'm about to bust uh, in regard to uh, what's uh, coming to that area. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but um, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but the weekends, uh, when you go down Main Street on the weekends, the folks are back out. People are coming back out, enjoying themselves, and it's exactly what we promised, and now we're able as a group to deliver that. But I tell you what, this is I'll, I'll call this a teaser. Yeah. You just keep your eyes open and stay tuned for uh, the great things that's coming to downtown. One of my favorite streets downtown is North Street. It's it. I travel North Street at least once a week. It makes me feel like I'm in the back roads, even though I'm right there in downtown. And North Street has a bridge, goes across the railroad tracks, and it's time to re, uh, refurbish it? Yes, uh, there's going to be the reconstruction of the railroad bridge. Now, let me tell you what's going to be, uh, I, I think, just a sight to behold. Uh, the company is being, bringing in this huge crane. So, uh, you know, for those individuals who, if you see a, if you see one of those super wide trucks on a Main Street, just know it won't be there long. Yeah. Now, it's going to block both lanes, but uh, just kind of stand out of the way. Get on the sidewalk and watch them maneuver that thing between about three or four of those buildings. 
downtown. And uh, yeah, we just want them to do that safely. But I think it'll be one of the main attractions for about oh for about thirty minutes oh, okay. <laughs> as, as, as they as they move in that uh, huge crane. But uh, it's going to be there in order to uh, so we can start that work on June the first. That work's going to start on June first, and and we'll have us a new railroad bridge. Mansfield residents who are looking to uh, construct a new swimming pool in their backyard setbacks. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now you can rather than seven feet, you've got a five foot st- uh, setback, so uh, you can put your uh, beautiful swimming pools out there and uh, enjoy the summer. Now, it's raining now, but we know Texas, don't we? So we know that uh, come August, everybody's going to be trying to get to a swimming pool, find water somewhere. So I can have my pool two feet larger than originally planned. You know what? You can just put your nice little jacuzzi in there and and just enjoy yourself. (laughs) You had mentioned uh, prior prior to recording off the air, grant dollars in historic Mansfield. Yes. Tell me all about it. We approved an ordinance to establish an economic development program for community activation grants and temporary retail uh, vendor recruitment in the historic uh, Mansfield reinvestment zone. And and let me tell you what's so awesome about this. So uh, we will be able to, uh, people can apply for a grant that will will help them uh, to bring in, uh, let's say, let's say we want a steakhouse uh, downtown and we have some restaurants in that area that actually uh, close at about two or three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So now a vendor can come in and they can uh, work with uh, one of the uh, one of the restaurants downtown and um, that restaurant closes at two or three and this vendor comes in and say, you know what, uh, we would like to come in, use your kitchen and do all of that until about nine o'clock or maybe you're open three days a week and uh, we'd love to be open four days a week. And we, we now have the option of bringing in uh, businesses that are diverse, that are new to uh, the downtown area with the hopes that they will plant and they will grow. So uh, who knows, you know, what we will see in that downtown. But I'm telling you, it is really, when you talk about revitalization, it's starting to happen. And um, I think there are going to be a whole lot of smiles and satisfied people. That's really cool. It's been multi-use of, of one type of business. Yes, sir. And that happened at uh, right there on Main Street. Dr. Smith took half of their lobby and turned it into a, a gift shop, yes, which it, is uh, leased by another company. That's right. And so space sharing, I, I, I guess, would be the the way right. it would be. And, that's, and, and, and let me and let me say this: Yes, space sharing. But this is something that I want uh, those who have uh, businesses downtown, I want you to know. One of the things that, that council that we are sensitive to is bringing in, let's say, competition for those who have uh, vested and been invested in downtown. Right. So we're not, we're not talking about that. We're, we're not talking about five uh, retail shops. You know, somebody bring out a rack of clothes and say, Hey, you know, come and get your, you know, get, get your t-shirt. 30% cheaper than the person who's, you know, leasing or, or, or renting said space and has been there 20 years. Right. And we're not doing that. We're, we're talking about bringing in your wares from uh, different parts of the state, the country, maybe, maybe even the world, and offering something that is not being offered or things that's not being offered right now. So that's what we're talking about. Can we get serious for a second? Let's get serious. Today, uh, Tuesday, May 25th, uh, the one-year anniversary of the yes. death of George Floyd. That is, and this is, of course, a day, I believe, that uh, will we'll call for quite a bit of reflection, uh, I think, for all Americans uh, in regard to uh, what took place on that day. Uh, you know, 
here's the bright spot. I, I think that as it concerns Mansfield Police Department, uh, one of the things that uh, I am really uh, happy about uh, here is the long, uh, um, uh, the dialogues, the ongoing dialogues that uh, we've had here with our uh, police department and with our, our leadership, uh, Tracy Aaron, our chief of police, who has long been engaged in the community. He's a person, and let me tell you this, you can call uh, Chief Aaron and um, you can talk to him on the telephone. He'll sit down with you. There's a misunderstanding. You're able to uh, hash that out. A lot of that you don't see in uh, other places around the country. So uh, I think the key is for Mansfield residents to know is that the reason why we have a top-notch uh, police department is because we've got top-notch leadership. And, and I really mean that. And uh, we have a, a police uh, administrative group that uh, listens to the community, all sectors of the community. I know this, Steve, because I've been with them sure. in, in some of those uh, meetings. So um, we have a lot to be proud of. And that's why I believe that we need to continue to invest in our law enforcement here in Mansfield, because we get to recruit some of the best and the brightest. And, and that's important. Michael Evans, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. What's the only thing better than Mansfield Parks? More Mansfield Parks. The city announced two new projects that were recently approved by city council, including, and just in time for the 25th anniversary of its opening, Catherine Rose Memorial Park is getting a major renovation, including a complete layout overhaul and a brand new playground. Meanwhile, a brand new park is being developed off Gertie Barrett Road. This much-needed neighborhood park will hopefully include a large playground, splash pad, walking trail, and nature area for the residents in the northwest quadrant of Mansfield. Right now, both projects are in early stages of design. There are no specific details or timelines that have been confirmed, but funding has been approved for both, with a goal to have both projects completed by the end of next summer. Area employers are looking to connect with job seekers as workforce solutions for Tarrant County and the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation are teaming up to present the 2021 Mansfield Area Virtual Job Fair. The virtual aspect of the job fair means that you can be anywhere that has an internet connection and still interact and interview with employers that are hiring in the comfort of your home, at a park, in the library. It's up to you. The live job fair event will take place on Wednesday, June 2nd from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. And after the live event has ended, you will still be able to view the information about the businesses that are hiring, as well as express interest in job openings until Friday, June 4th at 5 p.m. If you're interested in moving your career to the next level, we have a link to the job fair on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry is our resident home improvement specialist and answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Today, we have a question from Ed who says, I'm looking for suggestions on how I go about drilling a hole through a granite kitchen countertop to install an under-sink water purification system. 
Thanks for the question, Ed. And let me tell you that you are a man of great courage. Drilling into stone is not a project for the faint-hearted DIYer. You've got one shot at this, and it would be tempting to just call in a pro so you don't potentially screw up thousands of dollars worth of countertop. However, we've got your back. And by we, I mean myself and your friendly local home improvement center, which now by and large carries a selection of diamond hole saws, which is the tool you're going to need in order to do the job. That wasn't the case even just a few years ago. But the popularity of stone and glass wall tile and granite and quartz countertops has made it a necessity to stock those abrasive tools for both the pro and the do-it-yourselfer. You haven't mentioned what size the hole needs to be for your filtered water faucet, but you should be able to walk out of the store with a hole saw that'll do the job for you. Just make sure the saw is long enough to accommodate the thickness of the stone you're drilling through. To get started, it's absolutely critical to measure properly. Again, like I said, you get one try at this and you don't want to drill the hole and find out the shaft of the water tap interferes with faucet supply lines or dishwasher discharge hoses or something else under the countertop or that it's going to hit the lip of your undermount sink. So check for all those clearances and decide where your tap will be located. Once you do, get some blue painter's tape and make a filled in square that's a bit larger than the size of the hole you'll be cutting in the stone. That tape will do a couple of things. It'll enable you to mark the exact spot for the hole easily, and it'll keep the hole saw from skidding around while you're starting your cut. Unlike a hole saw that you use to cut into wood or metal, a diamond hole saw usually doesn't have a pilot drill to center up the hole, so you'll use the hole saw to trace out an outline with a fine-tipped permanent marker on the tape. Now you're ready to cut. The important thing with this tool is to make sure that you keep it cool while you're working so you don't cause the steel shell of the saw to warp and get out of round, which will cause you to basically fight the tool the deeper you cut. Most diamond hole saws will work dry, but I prefer to squirt a little water on the area as I work in order to keep the tool cool. Just keep a little squeeze or squirt bottle of water close at hand. You can usually accomplish the task with a standard drill motor. Because it's really hard material you're cutting through, it's going to take some time, so I prefer a corded drill for this task. If you don't have one, make sure you've got an extra battery in the charger for your cordless drill nearby so you can switch batteries as needed. The key to this project is like good barbecue. Do it low and slow. You'd think that the faster you drill, the faster you'd get done, but what you're going to do is overheat the tool and the stone and take a chance at cracking your countertop. Take your time, especially when starting the cut. You'll need to apply a fair bit of pressure at first to make a score mark in the stone and get the bit going, and then do what my dad always told me, let the tool do the work. As long as you're seeing the cut produce residue, the tool is doing its job and you don't need to push any harder. Just keep working it down and keep your cut consistent in depth to ensure that you're not drilling at an angle. If you end up with an angled cut, you'll have a hard time getting the water tap to fit flush. And be careful when you sense that you're near the bottom of the cut so you don't splinter it out as the hole saw finishes its job. A couple of side tips, it's helpful to have a wet dry vac at the work site to clean up dust and slurry as you're making it. It's absolutely essential if you're going to work dry. And whether you're going to be working wet or dry, definitely protect the surrounding area with a plastic drop cloth or something so that you don't get slurry splattered all over the whole countertop. 
A lot of pros will make a template out of plywood or some such to guide the whole saw as they're starting the cut, which they'll adhere to the top with hot melt glue. That can be a real help in keeping the saw from skating across the slick countertop and scratching it, which sometimes the flange on the faucet covers and sometimes it doesn't. Congratulations, Ed, on being courageous enough to attempt this. Be careful while you do it, and make sure you gear up with personal protective equipment. And most importantly, take your time. If you do, you should achieve the result you're looking for. Got a question or a project you need help with? Shoot it over to me via the podcast email, or visit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast, or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll talk again soon. Reporting for about Mansfield. I'm Home Improvement Specialist, Terry Radswin. Once again, you can submit your home improvement questions to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry returns next week with another question. Let's jump now from the home improvement desk to the science desk, where we find our reporter, Dennis Webb, waxing philosophically about science. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. Most of us think science is what we learn in school. How cells divide and reproduce. Table salt is made of sodium and chlorine. For each action, there is an opposite and equal reaction, known to physicists as force equals mass times acceleration. These and all the other scientific observations are models of our world and universe, having proved useful for making smartphones, pickup trucks, nuclear power plants, cruise missiles, and the delicious but annoying orange powder on Cheetos. We could not have had all these things, 200 years ago, but we have them now because of the progress of science and the application through engineering and design. That we did not have these things 200 years ago suggests science is a moving target, which it is. Some will argue that constantly changing scientific judgments mean it is unreliable. Let me challenge this notion. Around 200 years ago, a community of bored rich guys in England and across Europe developed what we call a scientific method, which I summarize. You develop a plausible theory about why something works the way it does. You devise an experiment to test the theory. You perform the experiment, analyze the result, and share the details with other researchers, bored rich guys. Others will perform the experiment for themselves and either confirm or challenge the initial assertions. And they share this with people who are interested. Academia was, at the time, committed to classical theories going back to Aristotle, and they were initially dubious about this new notion, but over time embraced it, and it changed human life, eventually producing pickup trucks and Cheetos. This shift has been called the Enlightenment. If you paid attention in science class, there are hints about this evolution. The lesson sometimes includes how we got here. Something like this. We used to think X about subject Y. A scientist thought that X was wrong and did some scientific method and showed Z is a better model for the subject X. All the other scientists try to disprove the radical new Z idea. Some scientists find that Z is a better idea and find new useful insights from it, and on and on. The scientific method remains durable among scientific researchers, if not always reflected in social media, partisan advocacy, or the news. An example about our current COVID-19 vaccines. 
We had decades of experience at designing and producing viral flu vaccines, and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is produced using this traditional model. A couple decades ago, researchers proposed a different approach called messenger RNA, or mRNA, and this was produced as the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. Based on data from field trials involving thousands of participants, the Food and Drug Administration determined that both the traditional and the revolutionary mRNA vaccines are all very effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths from infection from COVID-19. I got two doses of the Moderna vaccine over in Waxahachie, excuse me, Waxahachie, hoping to avoid hospitalization and death if I later catch the virus. This long history of complicated changes in science has been called the history and philosophy of science and it is a subject offered in most colleges. I didn't take it and wish I had studied this back then, decades ago. The overarching conclusion is that in all times in human history, we think we have, we understand how the world and the universe works, but later learn we were mistaken. We have this mistaken impression that we know everything today, but it is okay because science of today is so much more useful than the science of even 50 years ago. A funny thing showed up in my social media that illustrates this history and philosophy of science. I quote, Aristotle said a bunch of stuff that was wrong. Galileo and Newton fixed things up. Then Einstein broke everything again. Now we basically got it all worked out except for small stuff, big stuff, hot stuff, cold stuff, fast stuff, heavy stuff, dark stuff, turbulence, and the concept of time. Science is not done, but people are working on the next breakthrough. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Brian Certain's mixing up a concoction made famous in the Crescent City, and he's here to tell you all about it with the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Sazerac. Somewhere around 1850, Sewell T. Taylor sold his New Orleans bar, the Merchants Exchange and Coffee House, to become an importer of spirits. He then began to import a brand of cognac called Sazerac de Forge et Fils. Meanwhile, Aaron Bird, who had assumed the proprietorship of the Merchants Exchange and Coffee Shop, changed its name to the Sazerac Coffee House. Legend has it that Bird began serving the Sazerac cocktail made with Sazerac cognac imported by Taylor and allegedly with bitters being made by a local apothecary named Antoine Pachad. The Sazerac Coffee House subsequently changed hands several times until 1870, when Thomas Handy became its proprietor. It is around this time when the primary ingredient changed from cognac to rye whiskey due to the Floraxia outbreak in Europe, which had devastated the vineyards of France. At some point before his death in 1889, Handy recorded the recipe for the cocktail, which made its first printed appearance in William T. Cocktail B. Boothby's The World Drink and How to Mix Them, which was published in 1908. Although the recipe calls for Steiner bitters, not Peshads, the absinthe that was in the cocktail was banned in the U.S. in 1912. It was replaced by various anise-flavored liqueurs, most notably the locally produced Herb Saint, which made its first appearance in 1934. By the earliest 20th century, simple cocktails like the Sazerac became out of popularity, but as we got into the 2000s and beyond, their popularity was rekindled. 
The creation of the Sazerac has been credited with Anton Pachand, a Creole apothecary who immigrated to New Orleans from the West Indies and set up a shop in the French Quarter in the early 19th century. He was known to dispense a proprietary mix of aromatic bitters from an old family recipe. According to popular myth, he served the drink with a large end of an egg cup, also called the cocktail, in French, Americanized and mispronounced, became the result of cocktail. However, that's a little bit of a debate when people discovered that the term cocktail as a type of drink first appeared in print, at least as far back as 1803, and it was defined in print in 1806 as a mixture of spirits of any kind, water, sugar, bitters, vulgarly calling it a bittered sling. So the name cocktail has a lot of debates about it, but at least the research I have done says that it comes from the egg cup. However, in June 23rd of 2008, the Louisiana legislature agreed to proclaim the Sazerac as a New Orleans official cocktail. Now, my favorite story about the Sazerac in 2011, as a writer for the HBO TV series Treme, Anthony Burdon, the chef, penned a scene in which Chef Jeanette, played by Kim Dickens, tosses a Sazerac in the face of a restaurant critic and food writer, Alan Richmond who appeared as himself. Richmond had angered many New Orleans in a 2006 piece with an article that in the magazine GQ in which he criticized the New Orleans food culture post-Hurricane Katrina. Despite his reservations, Allen agreed to participate in the scene and called the Sazerac a good choice of weaponry because it symbolizes the city. Despite a running feud with Burdain over many things, his initial review. As the scene plays out, and you can find the scene on my blog post, Kim Dickens' character takes Alan Richmond's Sazerac from the bartender and takes it to his drink, walks up to the table, and said, this is how the Creole fairy folk back home shed their three-day stubble, and then throws the drink in Alan Richmond's face. He sputters, wipes his face vigorously, tastes the alcohol and the drink, and goes, a Sazerac? You've got to be kidding. Nobody throws a Sazerac. But that's one of my favorite series, and that's a great example of another use for a Sazerac, although I don't recommend it. But again, don't worry about taking notes on the ingredients and how we put it together, because I will always post them on bourbongospel.com. So the ingredients, we're going to take absinthe. You can now buy absinthe again in the United States. You can use that to coat the glass. You're going to take a single sugar cube. You can take two dashes of the Pashan bitters. We're going to take two ounces of Sazerac rye. If you can't find the Sazerac rye, although it's relatively available, you can use any good rye. You're going to use ice and you can use a lemon peel. How you prepare the drink. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to coat the rocks glass with absinthe. You're going to muddle sugar cube with the bitters in a mixing glass. To that, you're going to add the two ounces of rye and ice. Stir until you've well chilled the drink. Then strain that into a chilled rocks glass. You're going to twist the lemon peel over the drink to release the oils, but then discard the twist. 
As always, I'm interested in hearing your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain says, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Friday is not only National Hamburger Day, but it's also National Brisket Day. National Hamburger Day on May 28th wraps up National Burger Month and also ushers in the summer grilling season. The world's largest hamburger was prepared on September 2nd, 2012 in Carleton, Minnesota by the Black Bear Casino Resort and weighed in at 2,014 pounds. Meanwhile, National Brisket Day celebrates one of the nine primal cuts of beef. Brisket comes from the lower chest of beef, and when prepared correctly, low and slow, renders both flavor and tenderness. Here's today's culinary idea. Take one pound of smoked brisket, chop it, or perhaps run it through a meat grinder, mix it in with a pound of raw ground beef, form into hamburger patties, grill, and serve them hot you won't be disappointed. Let's see if the weather is going to disappoint us or not, whether you're at the smoker or the grill. Colleen? Let's take a look at the seven-day forecast for Mansfield, Texas. Early Wednesday will likely have lingering showers and thunderstorms into the morning, followed by some sunshine in the afternoon. Thursday is the crown jewel of our week, with zero rain in the forecast and a high of 86. You'll want to soak up that vitamin D on Thursday because starting into Friday, we have a 20 to 30% chance of rain all the way through Tuesday, with highs in the mid-80s at the end of the week, decreasing to a high of 82 on Monday for Memorial Day. Friday's 20% chance of rain might leave things a little damp, but it won't be a washout, and it won't stop you from celebrating the end of National Hamburger Month or National Brisket Day with one of Steve's yummy brisket burgers. The Tarrant Regional Water District says, nope, not this week, and recommends that you keep your irrigation controller off this week. Lawns are saturated from the rains we've experienced so far this spring. The weekly watering advice is designed for you to take control of your outdoor water use and only apply what your lawn needs. Summer is just a few weeks away, so be sure your sprinklers will be ready to not waste water. As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. In last week's episode, we had an in-studio interview with Rick Wilson, the Mansfield native. We reminisced about the Cowbell Rodeo, and listeners chimed in with their comments. Penny writes, My sister and I rode our horses there on Saturdays. Darlene rode in the grand entry and barrel racing with her beautiful horse, Coffee. Sheila writes, My dad and mom taking my sister and I there every Saturday night. At that time, it was the world's only indoor rodeo that was open every week. Suzanne writes, my first job at 13, selling programs and candy on Saturday night. My dad and Uncle Buzz and Mac Perry cooked hamburgers. Lana Hogg was one of my good friends, and I think that's how I got the job. Mansfield wasn't Mansfield without the Cowbell Rodeo. If you have a comment about the show, would like to send us an email, send it to comments at about Mansfield com or you can leave us a voicemail at 817-435-2938 again 817-435-2938 congratulations to kelly trostel who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question what year did the first post office open in mansfield According to the story of Mansfield, Texas, 
The year was 1860, the same year that the Pony Express was created. Incidentally, our city's co-founder, Julian Field, was appointed as the first postmaster general in Mansfield. Kelly has won a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record podcast mansfield recording studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com that's podcastmansfield.com hey mansfield did you know cannabis is legal in texas i'm sonia salazar co-owner of wise wellness as cannabis educators and advocates we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp derived cbd wise wellness carries a variety of products including oils topicals edibles and pet products we are located on fm 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. It's real home cooking, featuring breakfast all day, as well as lunch and fresh baked homemade pies. They're open daily, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can find them on the internet at ourplacerestaurants.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve... The Blessing Funeral Home sits atop the hill at 401 East Elm Street in historic Mansfield in a building that was constructed in 1877, which was on the western edge of the Mansfield male and female college campus. 
This week's trivia question is, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Good luck, and thanks to Benji at Our Place for the gift card. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. As we make the transition from news to talk, today we conclude our interview with Mansfield native Rick Wilson. We'll touch on the Far Best Theater, the Bronco Cafe, and the ever-popular Lightning Round. But we're going to start it off with a story of how he came to marry the joy of his life. Enjoy. Sitting here in the studio, as she's been awfully quiet, you're, you called her your support. Um, I did today. Okay. I did just today. Talk about how you met your wife, and you have always spoke so highly of joy, and, and just looking at the two of you. Well, I met my wife by accident, because when I was uh, had my bachelor pad, I didn't have girls coming and going, but I had a few girlfriends. People can have girlfriends. They are girls. They are your friends. So she come uh, over one night with her one of her girlfriends that came to my house to hang out and uh, just uh, the, the minute I met her, I, I just felt like, man, there's something I'm gonna. Something about this girl. I'm gonna marry her one day, and uh, we just we just clicked instantly. Clicked. I th- I think we did, but um, we became really close friends and spent a lot of time with each other and talked a lot on the phone, like teen little teeny eight teeny boppers. And um, problem was though, she was engaged to be married to somebody else. Uh oh. But. You can still be friends. Sure. Just didn't have no benefits. So out of respect that I have for people, and I had it for her, that uh, she was still going to go and, and live her life with her new husband, and she did. And we still remained friends for nine years of her uh, marriage that ended up in a divorce nine years later, and... I just felt like, okay, uh, it's either do or die. So uh, after that nine years went by and she got divorced, I asked her to marry me, and that was 25 years ago. So got married in uh, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. But I see it in your eyes. What? Still 25 years The blurriness? Later. Yes. The red, the red eye? The red eyes, yeah. 25 years later, it's still there. I would have never thought because I married late. I was, we got out of high school and I was watching all of my good friends get married, having kids, and then getting divorced. And then they're whining and crying about, God, I got to do this. I got to pay this child support. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I was like, I ain't getting married. So I didn't get married till I was 32 years old. Which I think I made it. I I felt, I am happy. Joy, you happy? Yes, sir. Joy's happy. Joy. Joy to the world. Let's take you back to Mansfield. What is your one fondest memory of living in Mansfield? Mm. 
There was a grocery, uh, a little market store where Callie's is now. There was a small little market store, and we would go there for what they call soda pop, and it came in wood crates. I think there was 24 to a crate bottles, and we got to pick out all of our own flavors of drinks and put them together, and um, that was always a big treat, a big deal for us to go do, and then they sold ice in brown paper bags that were about three feet long, three feet tall, and that's what you get your ice in, we'd go back home and make homemade ice cream. We'd use that ice for the ice cream maker. But that, things like that, and the far best, going to the far best theater when they had the movies and, mm-hmm. you know, just the good old days of, you know, going popcorn and old cartoons would start first. You'd watch some old cartoons before the movie and Halloween, trick-or-treating the neighborhoods of Mansfield. Jeez, that was, that was cool. What do you think of Mansfield now versus? It's too big for me. You still live it's, in. You still live. Still live. As, as we mentioned at the at the beginning, you're still living on the same. Uh, yes, the same piece of property with neighborhoods growing up around me. The country is more city. It's not country anymore. Um, we used to be in county until Mansfield. Uh, rezoned and took us over and you know now you can't fart without getting a permit or talk too loud without somebody calling 911 it's I just don't like it I don't like it I like it where I'm at but yeah I, I don't I've never wanted to be in a big city with all the rat race but you can't stop progress Somebody somebody told me that. You can't stop progress. That sounds like something Will Rogers may say. You can leave progress, yeah. but But it'll it'll eventually catch up to you. If you, you live long enough. Yeah, yeah. Grow around you. Yeah. So yeah, but no, Mansfield's really it's too fast, too soon, I think. It's just grown too quick. It's just like overnight. I mean, I was in high school when we got our first McDonald's, and that was, like, unbelievable. We got a McDonald's. Everybody was just cheering and happy. And yeah. Now we have an in and out How many McDonald's? Yeah. How yeah. many McDonald's? Uh, I, I can two. think of two. Two. Over up Holland. Holland. Walnut Creek. Right. And two Sonics. Mansfield's growing. Still only has one Dairy Queen. Hey, don't knock Dairy Queen. That's right. <laughs> I know. I see. I know there's people out there that knock Dairy Queen. And it used to be the car wash was by Dairy Queen, and that's where everybody used to hang out that was old enough to hang out. And we had a pool hall downtown um, at one time. Go shoot pool. Wouldn't it be nice if Mansfield had a pool hall again? Yeah. Do you shoot pool? Okay. You, wait, you have I a have pool table. table. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Forget it. Yeah. Mansfield doesn't need a pool t- pool hall. You got one. I'm open 24-7. 
My address is deep, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> but um, we have uh, live, sometimes live music and recorded music, uh, cold beer, and full table. So, so life, sixties, early seventies. I'm gathering that that because there weren't the amenities that are available to kids nowadays, especially the, the, um, the privileged kids. Life, life was much simpler back then, but, but, it was, but it was harder back then. You, had to, you, know, you really had to work. You had to, not only were you milking cows and taking care of the farm, but actually going outside and playing is harder work than putting a kid in front of a TV and don't think about it. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to look at that because I wouldn't. I don't know. But that was a way of life back then that, all right, I'm going to go out and play. I'm going to go ride my bike. I'm going to go throw rocks at a train. I'm going to go. But that's physical, physical activity oh, of yeah. Yeah, yeah. being a, yeah. that life was simple, mm-hmm. but it was harder. It was, yeah. you, had, you had to actually had to, yeah. you, had to you had to work for your, your recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, we used to have a great little cafe downtown Mansfield. What was it called? The Bronco. And my oldest sister, her best friend, Rhonda, Rhonda's mother was she waitressed there for the forever, Miss <clears throat> Smith. And um, the Bronco was right next door to the uh, Far Best Theater, and we had a Western Auto department store downtown mm-hmm. and even before my time downtown there was a a a butcher shop i mean a slaughterhouse wow it's like right where kings behind uh main street yeah where kings inspection uh behind flying squirrels yeah coffee. so like right one of those buildings the was cow the cow was slaughtered in the back door and sold out front in the front door. Huh. Right there. You know, but that was back in the day when... And then over on North Street, there's a railroad crossing right there, and you cross over the railroad, directly cross over Walnut Creek. But on this side... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, on the left, there's a huge grove of pecan trees on this little corner right by the railroad tracks. And that used to be an old gin mill. And after that, they would put up, uh, they would have out uh, nightly or on the weekends, they would do movies out there. You would just come and like do a picnic. You'd just come and sit on the ground. And they ran a film projector up on like these large sheets and played movies. Now, this again was way before my time. But that's they, that's what they used to do down there by Van Worth and North Street. When I play tennis on Sundays at Legacy High School, I go down North Street. You take the back, yeah, down to uh, down to Oak, and finally make my way yeah. back to Main Street. So it's kind of my way of taking the back roads yeah. home, even though it's about a mile. But yeah, I cross that that railroad crossing that you talked about. On yeah, North we Street. would. Um, we would go across the railroad tracks, what we call the Vidoc. I don't know what, the, why people call the bridge a Vidoc, but that bridge is what we 
we call a viaduct. The one over Main Street. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard a bridge called a viaduct? I know some people here in, in Mansfield that, yeah, that they call it the and viaduct. We would go up and take a piece of cardboard and slide. That was our slide. We'd slide down the hill on the grass right there all the time. So, you know, I, I've, I've hunted and trapped down Walnut Creek when I was younger that I say there's probably, if you could go up on the, some of the buildings in Mansfield, there's probably some of my lead laying up there yeah. from 22s and stuff. I'm shooting squirrels. Rick, what's your favorite ice cream? Uh, banana split from Brahms. If, if there's nothing else, I'd like some lime sherbet, please. <laughs> We have come to the 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 part of the episode where our listeners really get to know who Rick Wilson is. See you later. It's called the lightning round. Cool. It's a simple game of this or that. So I mentioned this or that, and you say whatever comes to mind. So uh, you ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. It starts off very simple. Night or day? Night. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix or neither. Are you a decision maker or a decision taker? Most of the time maker. Chicken or beef? Beef. That's what's for dinner. Beef. If you didn't hear me the first time. (laughs) Beef. (laughs) Would you rather be too warm or too cold? Warm. Online shopping or in person? Younger days, it was uh, in person. But now it's online. Piercings or tattoos? Neither. Wallflower or center of attention? 90% wallflower. A little alcohol, I'll be the center of attention. Would you rather call or text? Text. Would you rather text or email? Text. You know, you don't want to have a 10-minute conversation for something when you just need a simple yes or no or this is it or, you know, so I like text. What's your favorite ice cream? Vanilla. What happened to banana split at Brahms? Well, I thought that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it is. A banana split from Brahms is my favorite ice cream. Well, I appreciate you taking us back in time. I'm glad to go back in time, but that was uh, a long time, a long time ago. Here in the studio, we've been talking with Rick Wilson, native Mansfieldian, Appreciate your time yeah. being here on About Mansfield. Well, thank you for having me. I'm again. I'm flattered that you asked me to to do this. I enjoyed it. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk with Anna Peterson. She is the interim president of Southwestern Adventist University out in Keene, and Renee Campbell with Texas Health Hospital. We will also have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. School Board Recap, Courtney Wilson. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.